Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Fields here. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Just another day the Lord has kept me and you. And I'm grateful to the Lord for this another opportunity for us to come together in Bible study here at the Greater Refuge Temple in Washington, D.C. and at the Refuge Temple Annex in the Bronx, New York. And many of you who have been connecting with us weekly, I say praise the Lord. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you and we are so grateful for all that you do and for all that you are to us. It's because of you that we are able to come together today. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you. We ask God that you would walk among us, come and rest in our places of uh, living and some of us are at work, but wherever we are, we invite you here. And we ask that you'd walk among us and bless us through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. Now, as you know, I've been in the series and uh, we've been talking about healing. And um, today was supposed to be the final part of this uh, three-part series. But before I came on, um, I felt like I needed to do a, one more lesson. Uh, and of course, we'll, it's one of those subjects we will come back to. So this will be the third of a four-part series instead of the final of a three-part series. Uh, we started out in Second Timothy, and our, <clears throat> excuse me, our subject was sickness and divine healing. And um, last week, we were in the book of John, chapter 4, and um, the subject was healing, taking God at his word. And today, we're in the book of James, chapter 5, James, chapter 5, and our subject is healing in answer to prayer, healing in answer to prayer. Let's read uh, out of the book of James, chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You'll find these words, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Familiar passage, many of us have read that many times. In the Bible, the Bible has so much to say about healing, physical healing. Um, but in this study, we're going to confine our thoughts to what's written here in the book of James, chapter 5, and I've read verses 13 through 16 in your hearing. And if you notice, there are three things about this passage. Number one, it applies to us today. Yes, it does, although 
Uh, it was written uh, to the 12 tribes that were scattered. Uh, and James 1 and 1 says that James, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. But it does apply to us, all of the people of God today. Um, let's see what Galatians chapter 3, 28 says. Because it says, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Um, the second thing I'd like to say is that there are many teachings out there. And some teachings are, are wrong uh, based on these verses that we've read. The scriptures have, as you know, are frequently distorted and twisted uh, to comply with whatever people tend to feel or whatever they want to change. Uh, but the scriptures, let's read Second Peter. I want to read something out of Second Peter chapter 3, verse 16. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Now that's Peter talking about some of the things Paul had written, uh, but he's also making note of the fact uh, that some don't understand because they don't take time to study the word or to study uh, the subject or the topic. Uh, but some have taught uh, that is always God's will, that it is always God's will to heal and that no Christian will ever suffer. Now, many of you who just heard me say that may have cringed because you know the Bible says they who would live godly will suffer persecution. Uh, it also uh, denotes the fact that there are people uh, that the Lord does not heal. He, will, he does not heal everyone. He is a healer, yes, but it's not always his will uh, to heal. Uh, remember, Paul went to him three times about a thorn that was in his flesh, and it's not clear what that thorn was uh, three times. But the Lord spoke to him and said, uh, my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. And the third thing that I, I, um, I notice is that these few verses answer many of our questions. Uh, that we want answered in relation for healing. It does, if, if you look at it. Uh, for example, the question, does God heal today? The question, does he always heal? Question, does healing depend on your faith? Should we anoint the sick? Is it wrong to go to the doctor when we're sick? What should we do? These are questions immediately, and there might be a few more that I've missed, and I'll read them again. Just from reading these few verses, um, questions, does God heal today? Does he always heal? Does healing depend on my faith? Should the sick be anointed? Is it wrong for me to go to the doctor when I'm sick? What should we do? So, 
Let's talk about it. Um, James 5 and 13 says this. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. One translation says, is any among you in trouble? Then pray. Um, just as when we're happy, we should sing songs. We should praise the Lord. If we're sick, we should turn to the Lord in prayer. It means we should relate our sickness to the Lord and place ourselves afresh in faith to him. Listen to my notes. We should put ourselves in his hands. So, um, the greatest blessing that can come in sickness, I submit to you, the greatest blessing that comes uh, in sickness is not physical relief. It's really the spiritual blessing that comes from it. And you may not see that because when you're sick and you're not feeling well, a lot of times, I would say most of the time, you're focusing on the pain, the condition, the diagnosis. Uh, but the greatest blessing that can come in sickness is not the physical relief, but the spiritual blessing. Uh, read out of a commentary written by Matthew Henry, uh, he says something that's very interesting. He says, and, and this is what my notes say, one of the designs of affliction is to lead us to the throne of grace. And the Bible says we should come to his throne boldly. Um, another point here from these few verses that we've read, uh, and, I'll, and we'll read uh, James 5 and 14. Again, uh, is any sick among you? Now, the last verse I read was 13. I'll read 13 again. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. 14 says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. So um, the second thing that I can pull out of this is after you've prayed about your sickness privately, the prayer fellowship of others, or having someone touch and agree with you in prayer may have to be called for. Here, uh, James is saying, call for the elders or the leaders of the church. Is any sick, anyone sick among you, he should call the elders of the church to pray over him. And this, this method is commended, it's not commanded, but it's commended. Yes, um, when you're sick, call for the elders of the church. Now here um, here's a, is an issue that often rises because sometimes the saints, uh, they get sick and they get upset. Nobody called me, <laughs> nobody called me. I was sick for a week, nobody called me. But the Bible says, any sick among you, you call for the elders of the church. Now, I know there's a, there's a line there. If, if we don't see you uh, a week or two, we, yeah, we should call. Sister so-and-so, how, how you been? I haven't seen you. Uh, but the Bible does say, if any sick among you, you call for the elders of the church. 
right? And we should be able to reach out. I'm not feeling well in my body. I'm sick in my body. Uh, call for the elders of the church so they can come and anoint you. Pray that prayer of faith. Uh, because there may be times, and I've been in this situation, you may be too sick to pray for yourself. Have you ever been that sick? Have you ever been so sick in your body that you you felt like you didn't have the strength to pray for yourself? And so, and so there is strength. There is strength in united prayer. And this is, this is why we can't afford, it's another reason why we can't afford to have division among us. This one don't like that one and that one don't like the other. We can't afford to have this friction uh, because we're the body of Christ and we need one another. If I can't pray for myself, if I'm too weak or sick uh, to to wrestle and war in prayer, I need my brother or sister to be able uh, to step up, and touch and agree with me. Uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Two of you, but agreeing. We can't be beefing with one another and fussing, uh, and then one of us gets sick, and we can't even depend on one another, or we can't even come together and touch and agree in prayer. Uh, we got to be able to come together. Listen, there's a lot of sickness going on. There's a lot of illness, not, not just physical, but spiritual. Uh, and the body of Christ has to be in tune. We have to be able to reach out and touch and agree and rebuke and correct and bind. Yes, because the Bible says if we're in agreement, whatever we bind on earth, he'll bind it in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth, he'll loose it in heaven. Now, let's compare uh, Matthew 18 and 19 to Acts 12 and 5. It says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And guess what happened? The church came together. They were on one accord, and they prayed, uh, and they prayed, and they prayed, and the Lord moved him, broke him out of that prison. If we come together as people of God, leave the friction forget about all of that other stuff and come together as the church people of God, we'll see more healing and deliverance. Yes, we will. Uh, let's look at verse 14 again, James 5 and 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. What's that name? The name of the Lord is Jesus. It's a strong tower. The righteous run therein and they are saved. They anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. Uh, and we know that oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And every spiritual blessing we receive is conveyed to us by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. There, there is no healing virtue in the oil itself. Let me say that uh, there is no healing virtue in the oil itself. It represents the Holy Ghost. It is representative of the Holy Ghost. Everything we receive is through the power of God. There's no healing virtue in the oil itself. And so I hear you say, so why use the oil? 
um, anointing with oil. Uh, some would say it's not necessary. Um, it doesn't say that Jesus anointed everyone that he prayed for. He just prayed. He just spoke a word. Uh, doesn't say that uh, the man that came to Jesus about his son and said, Lord, just speak a word. Jesus didn't anoint him with oil, right? Uh, it's an act of faith. Anointing with oil is an act of faith by which those are praying. They're expressing faith in God. Uh, when they anoint with oil, uh, it is an outward expression. Anointing with oil is an outward expression of our faith. Um, my notes, listen to my notes, and visibly, and show that they trust him to perfect his will in the life of the one who was sick. So when you're anointing someone, it's an act of faith and you're trusting God. You're trusting God to perfect his will in that individual's life. Hallelujah. Here's another thing we, we pull out of these verses. If it's God's will to heal, if it is God's will to heal in answer to prayer, then a definite and specific gift of faith for the healing of the body will be given to those who pray. Verse 15, let's go to verse 15, James 5, 15. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So, the verse is telling me that the prayer offered in faith will make the, the sick person well. But the prayer of faith cannot always be offered. It can't always be offered at will. Hmm. Because it's not always God's will to, to heal that person. I've, I've gone to the hospital and prayed for individuals. And, and there were times when that person got healed. Uh, wasn't too long afterwards they're out of the hospital and walking around I've I've gone and prayed for people and and the next day they're sitting up in the bed and the doctor's talking about releasing them because everything is fine and then I've also prayed for people and the Lord took him home uh, or it didn't it got worse and they passed away um, so it's not always God's will uh, to heal hmm but if it is his will, then uh, the power of God will move in such a way where they will receive their healing. Listen to my notes. If it is God's will, those who are praying will be enabled by the Holy Spirit to pray the prayer of faith. Um, I want to show you some things in, in the word of God. Um, the first thing is, uh, James says in his writings, chapter 5 verse 11 that Job prayed for deliverance behold we count them happy which endured ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy hmm. you also see that um, Paul prayed for the removal of his physical infirmity. Now, Job had patience uh, because he prayed every day 
Not only did he pray for himself, but he prayed for his family. He sacrificed, yet he lost everything. And I know the end, the end of the story says that he was given uh, much more than he lost. Uh, but there was a period in his life where he prayed and it wasn't God's will yet for him to be delivered or healed and things went from bad to worse. And here, as we were talking earlier, uh, Paul prayed uh, for the removal of his physical infirmity. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And um, I'll read verses 7 through 10. And lest I shall, I'm sorry, and lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. And Paul is saying this is why he, he gets the revelation of why the Lord left the affliction there. So I wouldn't get uh, above myself. I wouldn't get the big head. The Lord left it there. And I went to him uh, three times to take it away. Hallelujah. But the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. Uh, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure. Uh, so he had an understanding of why the Lord left it there. Um, it wasn't his will to heal him. Uh, if we compare that to Philippians 2, uh, 25 through 30, yet I suppose it necessary to send to you Ephroditus, my brother, and companion in labor, and fellow soldier, but your messenger, and he that ministered to my wants, for he longed after you all and was full of heaviness because that he had heard, that ye had heard that he had been sick. For indeed he was sick unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I sent him therefore more carefully that when ye see him again, ye may rejoice and that I may be the less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such in reputation because of the work of Christ. He was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service towards me. So in this case, uh, Ephroditus was healed. Uh, but there are occasions in the scripture where the person got sick. Uh, the person got sick. Uh, let's go to 2 Kings 13 and 14. Listen to what it says here. Now, this scripture talks about Elisha. You know, all of the miracles that Elisha performed, and uh, he was a man of God. But listen to what it says. Chapter 13, verse 14 of 2 Kings says, Now Elisha was fallen sick of his sickness, whereof he died. And Joash, the king of Israel, came down unto him and wept over his face and said, O oh, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Uh, sometimes it's not God's will to answer uh, that prayer by healing them. And we, we may pray for it, but if it's not his will 
to heal that person, uh, they will not receive their healing. Um, so it does not dismiss the fact that when we pray over those who are sick, uh, that we don't pray the prayer of faith. Pray the prayer of faith. And that prayer of faith is, is a certain kind of prayer. It's not just any old kind of prayer. Uh, it's that prayer of faith. We're praying, Lord, I know that you're a healer. I know that you can heal. And I pray that you would touch and heal her body. Hallelujah. With the understanding that if it's not God's will to heal her or heal him, then they will not be healed. They'll have to suffer through it. Whatever God's will is, whatever God's will is. And I know some of you might sort of be pushing back on this, but God is a sovereign God. Um, oh, yes, God is a sovereign God. Uh, and there are times when we pray and God will say no, like he told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, he knows us better than we know ourselves. Here is another point I want to raise that the use of natural means might be necessary. Don't rule out, don't rule out medicine or don't rule out the doctor. And I know there, there are folks out there who say, I will never see a doctor. I will never take medicine. And, and if that's how you feel, uh, we don't have to refute it. Uh, we don't have to argue about it. Uh, but there, listen, there are, there are different ways that healing comes. And let's talk about three ways. There are three ways in which healing can come. One, it can come supernaturally. Jesus is a healer. Yes. Is he still healing today? Yes, he is. Uh, it can come supernaturally by a direct touch from God himself, uh, who will suddenly and gradually raise up a sick person. I should say he could do it suddenly or gradually. Uh, it can come by natural means, uh, getting the rest that you need, getting the sleep that you need, eating the right food, the change of atmosphere, right? Uh, and that can bring about healing. And, and God can also use uh, the doctor. Yes, he can. Listen, Luke was a doctor. He didn't condemn Luke for practicing medicine. Um, he may use a, a a surgeon or a doctor to bring about healing. It's certainly not wrong to consult a doctor. On the contrary, on the contrary, I think it's wise to consult a doctor. Second Chronicles 6 and 12. Second Chronicles 6 and 12. Second Chronicles 6 and 12. Asa. It says, He's a king, and Asa in the thirty and ninth year of his reign was diseased in his feet until his disease was exceeding great. Yet in his disease he sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. He sought not to the Lord, but to the physicians. Now, um, I didn't read that scripture to make you feel like Asa sinned. Uh, because he consulted the doctor. Uh, his sin was the, that he never went to God. He ignored God and just went to the doctor. 
That was his sin. His sin was not going to see the doctor. It was when he ignored, totally ignored God and said, I'm not going to talk to God about this at all. I'm just going to go see the doctor. Uh, he sinned because he left God out of the reckoning or the reasoning or the choosing or making the decision. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your path. Yes. Listen to my notes. It is not for the patient to decide whether he is to be healed in this way or that. But the choice lays with the great physician. God chooses how he wants to heal you. There were 10 lepers, right? They came to, to the Lord. They were healed, not instantly, but as they went. It wasn't their choice how God was going to heal them. Hallelujah. The Lord never makes a mistake and he perfects his will in the lives of his children. So how he does it, when he does it, my concern is, Lord, as long as you do it, as long as your will is being perfected in my life, his will is good, it is acceptable, and it is perfect. I'm almost through. Hallelujah. So we talked about the fact, well, we've talked about it in, in the previous class, but um, although sickness is not necessarily the result of sin in the person's life, meaning some people get sick and they're living right, Elisha was a man of God, but he got sick and he passed away. So his sickness was not because of sin. But there are times where the sickness an individual is dealing with is a result of sin. It could be so. Let's go. James chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Hmm. Availeth much. So this is a challenging portion of the lesson because um, sometimes sickness is a result of sin. Sickness can be the result of undisciplined living. Uh, you want healing, but you won't stop smoking. You want healing, but you won't stop drinking. You want healing, but you won't stop doing the wrong thing. You won't stop committing sin. And sickness comes as a result. Undisciplined living you won't stop eating the wrong foods, and but you want God to heal you. You won't stop sprinkling all that salt. So if we're going to continue to live an undisciplined life, 
or if you're going to continue to commit sin and then turn around and say, I want healing, it's, it's an oxymoron. Uh, I, I have um, blood pressure issues and um, the doctor gave me some instructions and he knew immediately when he read my pressure when I came back to him that I wasn't doing what he told me I needed to do. And um, he sat down next to me and said, and, and basically said, you're wasting your time and your money and you're wasting my time. It doesn't make sense to come to a doctor and not follow the instructions and then tell, expect yourself to get well. You know, he was, he was a lot rougher than that. Um, and, and we do the Lord the same way, maybe even worse. We want God to do all this for us, but we won't do our part. So I would say there are some sicknesses that uh, are because or results of sin or undisciplined living. Let's, let's go to that scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And this is the communion scripture again. I'm actually going to have, I'm going to have to sit here in the lesson and deal with rightly dividing or rightly discerning the body. Maybe I'll do that after this series. Because it says here, and we read it all the time, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs, I'm sorry, chapter 28. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Hmm. Think about that. So, we are talking about healing, and if we know that there are some sicknesses that we are going through, or the, the body is is going through and you know and i've talked to the lord uh people are not getting healed this is happening that is happening and uh it's all in the word of god if we stay in the word of god uh you you have people who will not live a disciplined life there are the, he has children that will not repent of their sins i didn't say they won't say sorry but they won't Repent and repentance means that you've turned around. You're not. You won't do it again. You won't go back to it. Doesn't his word say, "If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways?" That's repentance, turning from it. He said, "I will hear them from heaven. I will hear their prayer." I'll forgive their sin. I'll forgive their sin. 
I'll forgive their sin and heal the land. That's something to think about. And we'll deal with it, I know, a lot deeper in our next lesson. But because we're living undisciplined lives, because we won't stop sinning, yes, you'd be surprised if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. For this cause, for this cause, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. We're talking about healing. The last and final thing I want to to highlight in these verses that I've read out of James, the book of James, chapter 5. Um, let's go to chapter 5, verse, I'll read verse, um, I'll read verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye might be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. This verse encourages us, and it really feeds into the, the truth that there's no limit to what the Lord can and may do. There's no limit to it. Uh, in answer to fervent, persistent, believing prayer. Fervent, persistent, believing prayer. But understand where it says the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous. And let me reword it so you'll understand the deeper meaning. When someone who was living right, who was living holy before the Lord, that prayer really has power. We, we all, people, you, we continue to dip in sin and do whatever we want to do. And then we come to God and say, Lord, I need you to do so and so and so and so and so. And we're treating God like he's a waiter, like he's our concierge. He's God. So he says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God does hear and answer prayer. And God does heal the sick. Yes. And I, I have to say he heals, he moves, he does it when it is in line with his gracious will. Hallelujah. Listen. But his will is best. And if it is his will for us to suffer or to go through something, then to be healed. Hmm. I won't say it would be to have his second best. Uh, I would just say that it's just his will at this time that I not be healed. It happened to Paul. It happened for a season in Job's life, whatever his will is. Now, listen, it really, it takes some umption, some faith, some really strong faith to talk like that. And, and because, you know, we want what we want. Nobody, nobody wants to go through. Paul came to a place where he said, I'm learning to glory in my infirmity. I'm learning how to glorify. I'm, I'm, I'm glorying in my infirmities. I'm worshiping God. I'm doing everything in the midst of my infirmities. 1 Peter 4, 19. 
First Peter 4.19 says, Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. I'm going to read that again. Wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Hallelujah. I'm not going to stop trusting God because I haven't received my healing yet. I know he's a healer. Hallelujah. And if it's his will for me to go through this at this time, I'm still going to worship him. I'm still, I'm going to commit myself totally and completely to him. The midst of this, those who may be going through something, is there anything that you have been holding on to that you should have let go of? Is there any unrepented sin, something that you haven't turned from, something that you haven't asked God to forgive you for? Hallelujah. If ye have, if ye have committed sin. Listen, James, he recognizes that the sickness might be due to sin. What you're going through might be due to something you have not repented so I have in my notes whenever sickness occurs one should examine himself before the Lord in prayer to determine if the sickness is due to personal sin the word if in that verse makes it clear that sickness is not always the result of personal sin if ye have committed sin, if ye have sinned. So uh, James realizes it's not, it, it doesn't have to be because of sin, but it might be because of sin. Three things he pulls out here. Three things, confess, pray, and be healed. Verse 16, confess, pray, and be healed. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Confess, pray, and be healed. Put that in the comment section. Confess, pray, and be healed. Listen to my notes. This verse gives us an important reason why healing is often lacking in our community, in our Christian community in our tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled community. It gives an important reason why a lot of times we don't see the healing. We don't see all these miracles because sin hasn't been confessed. You haven't confessed. And the Bible says, now, I, I understand there's a reasoning behind that. Who can you trust? Who can I go to? Uh, and that's another sad commentary that we have a community and no, you can't go to your brother. You can't go to your sister um, and tell him anything about your life because before you get back to church, the whole world will know. Child, you know what so-and-so um, said to me, you know what she did, and it shouldn't be so. We are priests and we are all priests. 
We are all children of God. When I say we are all priests, we are all in the place where we should be able to go to God for our brother and our sister. And if I betray you after you've come to me and told me about something, a weakness that you have in your life, then I have failed you. Because as your brother, I should be able to go to God and say, Lord, help her, strengthen her, even touch and agree with her for her deliverance, for his deliverance. Sin must be confessed and fervent prayer for one another. Hallelujah. Fervent prayer for one another and sin in the church hinders the prayer. We got to get rid of all of this sin. We got to get rid of all of this flesh. Sin in the church hinders the prayers of believers and can block the healing power of God from being manifested in the congregation. For this reason, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and some have fallen asleep. So we have to repent. We have to forsake our flesh, forsake all of this sin. We're bringing it in. And because of this, many of the blessings of God are being hindered. Listen, I don't just want to come to church and sing and shout. I want bodies to be healed, miracles to be wrought. Hallelujah. Sin in the church hinders the power of God from being manifested in the congregation. I'm going to stop there. I feel number four coming on. There's going to be a fourth lesson. We're going to move further into divine healing. Listen, I don't know how you feel, but I want the miracles of God. I want healing. I want people to get up out of the wheelchairs. I don't want anything blocking the blessings from the pulpit to the door. We have to make sure that we're walking uprightly before the Lord. There's no good thing that he'll withhold from us. Hallelujah. If we walk uprightly before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word today. Healing and answer to prayer. And Lord, if you see anything in us that should not be, take it away. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us, Lord, of living undisciplined lives. Forgive us of our sins. If there's any sin, Lord, forgive us of our sins. Hallelujah. Create in us a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within us. Restore unto us the joy of thy salvation. Move all of the stones. Move everything that is not right. We release it unto you. We give it up so we can have all of you. Help us, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That those who are sick among us will be healed. If it's your will to do so. Hallelujah. We thank you for it. And if it's your will for us to go through certain things, oh God. We don't want it to be because of sin, but simply because it's your will. And we know then you'll give us the grace to go through. Yes, you will, because that's the kind of God you are. Hallelujah, you're able. And you know the way that we take, and after you've tried us, we'll come forth as gold. Bless us one by one, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope you received the lesson tonight. The Lord is still a healer. And I'm praying and believing God for the healing of your loved ones. Yes, I'm praying for your healing too. 
And if there's any hindrance to you receiving what God has for you, I pray, I pray that you'll release it, that you'll confess it, and that you'll release it unto God. There were times when the Lord would heal someone. He would say, go and sin no more. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. If you have a special request, send it to us at GRTDC, admin at grtdc.org. And someone from the staff will receive that and I'll take those requests and lay it on the altar as I pray over the prayer request. Um, you want to plant seed in this ministry, you want to pay your tithes, you may do so. Technician will put that information on the bottom of the screen. And those of you who are at the Annex in the Bronx, uh, they'll either pass the basket or you can use Givelify. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, I pray for those who are planting seed tonight. Take that seed, O oh God, and manifest harvest in their lives. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. It was a short lesson. I promise I'll be longer next week. We're going to get back into uh, healing and talk about divine healing. And I'm believing God. I'm believing God for miracles. I'm believing God for healing to take place. Yes, he is a healer. Until next week, it is my prayer that you'll be careful, be prayerful. And yes, be holy. Shalom. Shalom.